welcome to the 38th episode of the Not Your Mama's Gamer podcast, a podcast where we talk about games and gaming from a feminist perspective. I am one of your co-hosts, Samantha Blackman. I'm an associate professor here at Purdue University in a wonderful one. <laughs> wonderful, 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 wonderful. <laughs> come on, come on. See the greatest show on earth. Uh, wonderful West Lafayette, Indiana, uh, where I uh, teach rhetoric and composition, uh, specifically minority rhetorics and digital rhetorics. Where I, and I focus in digital rhetorics mostly on game studies. I am joined today, as in every podcast day, by my two co-hosts, Alex Lane and Nicole Marie. You can come closer. <laughs> <laughs> hello, thing. hello. I'm Alex. Uh, Sam and I went water walking this morning, so we're kind of tired. I tried to nap on three chairs pushed together, but I think I look kind of crazy. Um, but I am a aside from that. Um, <laughs> I uh, am a PhD student at Purdue. No, I'm not. I'm a PhD candidate. Yes, you are at Purdue University, ABD. I was going to add a swear word at the end of that, but I decided not to at the last second. Um, and, uh, yeah, I study games, gaming, video game industry, game studies, and so forth. Nicole? <laughs> wow. I feel way overly energized now. Oh, really? Yeah, because we're both like, uh, uh, <laughs> Drinking you can crystal my sandwich. light with caffeine. Like, Crystal light with caffeine. That's a new. Amped. I've never heard of that. It's wild strawberry flavored. It's amazing. I like. I like Crystal light. I, I like their Crystal their Crystal light fit because it has. Yeah. It doesn't have the artificial sweetness. It has the natural artificial. What is that one called? Stevia. 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 Yeah. That's what it is. The weird one. All right. So I'm Nicole Marie. <laughs> I this is gonna be a good light. episode. <laughs> we are just all off our game. I like it a lot. Um, and I am graduating from Purdue in August. Yay! Is she a bachelor now? Like, after you get your master, you're a master. And after you get your PhD, you're a doctor. So I'm a bachelor So you're a bachelor, now. I think. Oh, that feels good. That yeah. feels good. I don't have a bachelor pad yet. Yeah. Bachelor, yeah. Yeah, but someday. Yeah, someday. <laughs> someday I'll have a bachelor pad. And... Then Sam, look, you look like you're like, shut up, you two. <laughs> She's shaking her head. What are you guys talking about? Hopefully, I'll be coming back at some point and doing cooler things here again. Yep. So, yay. In grad school. Yay, us. Those who can't go to grad school. Those, <laughs> those who can't. Those who get screwed over go to grad school. Yeah. I think that's what it is. It will all work out in the end. Yes, it will. It, it will. usually does. Yep, it does. All right, so we'll start with our usual what you play, what you read, and what you're drinking. Um, so, uh, first up for what you're playing, who wants to go first this week? You're first on the list. Okay, wow. I'm first on the list. I knew it was going to be me. <laughs> um, <clears throat> well, let's see. I've been playing more uh, Lollipop Chainsaw. Um, <clears throat> I don't know why I can't even explain it. It's like a train yeah, wreck. Yeah, trust me, I don't know why I didn't <laughs> to play it either. It's just like, you just keep playing it. Um, and uh, I guess because I wanted to buy additional outfits to see if I could cover up some as mm-hmm. I play. No, no, that doesn't work. 
And uh, <laughs> this poor girl had to clothe her. <laughs> she freezing cold. Think about how the debris from the chainsaw was hit her skin. Yeah, it has been working very well. Um, I also played a little more Dragon's Dogma. Um, because I wanted to give it another chance. Because there are people out there that really like this game. I mean, game. seriously dedicated to this game. And the gameplay just sucks it to does, me. It does, yeah, to me too. I don't like it at all. And, and <laughs> I hate this game, man. And I was thinking, I was like, it must be me. I've been playing, I played it on different TVs. I was like, maybe that's why it looks like everybody's just clumped together and fighting and I can't see where my fucking avatar is and mm-hmm. why these damn pawns those are the 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 imp, the well, they're NPCs I guess actually yeah, that come are. in from other people's games um that's what they call them and why they're just like always in my way and getting on my nerves by saying the same things over and over and over again but you know I gave it another try and no matter what TV I played it on and how I played it and how far I got in the game, it still sucked. Um, you made it four minutes and 38 seconds into the podcast without saying fuck. <laughs> well done. I, I was wondering what you were looking at. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> Longest one. Yeah. That's what happens when Dragon's Dogma comes up. <laughs> that's true, that's true. Well, that's, I've played Dragon's Dogma since Alex Lane is going to talk about me. I'm going to move on now. I have also <laughs> uh, been playing. Um, Lego Batman 2. Yay! I really want to get it. I really want to get it. Maybe um, I'll just borrow it from you. Can I do that? No, my oh, game fly. Oh, okay. I might actually buy it, though. I might keep it. Um, and then the answer's still going to be no, because I want to go through and play the free play. Uh, <laughs> that would be the only reason that I that I bought it, was to, to go through and play the replay with all the Justice League um, characters. Um... So, I have to say that this is absolutely the best. I think I'm, I don't know if we talked about this last time, but the best Lego game mm-hmm. yet. We touched on it, I think, yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Um, it was a whole lot of fun. My only complaint is that we didn't get to open up to more characters and make them playable characters yeah, I remember until later in the game. Um, like, you can, you can play Wonder Woman until maybe the last... Last level of the game, I want to say. I um, want to play her little Lego self all the time, though. See, well, that's why, that's why you have to finish the game and then you can and go, you go through and do free play. Yeah, yeah gotcha. um, Which, I, like I said, is probably the reason that, that I'll end up keeping the game if I do is because I want to go through and play with the characters oh, that I want to play with. Because some of them had some pretty badass skills and, and, and uh, I want to go through and play some of the other levels with them and open things that I shouldn't be able to open and so on. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I've been playing a whole lot of, uh, Lego Batman 2, and, uh, also I, I, I broke down. <laughs> um, I have been playing Diablo 3. Yay! Yeah, I broke down. Um, for a number of reasons, um... I am interested in the community forums that surround mm-hmm. Diablo 3. And just like with any any other game or games in general, I don't think you can write about something without being immersed in the gameplay as well. You so, can, but from a very different perspective. Like, I could talk about how many copies D3 sold. 
right? Yes, you But could. that would be very boring in lame perspective. That's exactly what that would be. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm playing Diablo. A little jab game. at some game theorists there, I think. Jab, jab, jab. So I'm playing Diablo 3. I, I'm not many hours in. I think, I like I said, I'm about four, four five. or five hours in. Oh, wow. Um, that's yeah. like barely anything. Yeah, that's yeah. nothing. Yeah. Definitely. That's not even judgmental about it. Well, I, like, saying, I mean, Diablo 3 people, shoot, I think the first night, well, maybe not because they had so many server issues, but someone came into the store and they were like, oh, I already beat the whole campaign. I was like, who, who are you? And what are, are you, you doing with your life? Yeah. <laughs> That's Co- Cody was pretty crazy about it. <laughs> he played like 18 hours straight. Yeah, so he said he would get up at 6 o'clock in the morning and meet his friend who lives wherever online and then they would play until like midnight or 2. Was, I think I meant midnight. It was something crazy. like that, and that would be every day. Every and so day. he would shower right before his wife got home, so his wife didn't get mad at him for not having gotten up or showered. <laughs> and I imagine he didn't say this, but this is what I imagine because this is what I do when I play WoW: is I make a pizza and then I set it on my chest right here while I play, and then I can be like, "That's, that's what I do when I." You you want to know how I can beat games like overnight? That's how. <laughs> that's pizza, really sad. Pizza on your chest. Yeah, so four hours is nothing. Yeah, that's you, nothing. You haven't scratched any type of surface. You haven't nope. seen the surface yet. <laughs> she gave me a player friend pass thing, so I'm going to try it too. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. I have to say that. Um, and I'm really looking forward to actually spending a whole lot of time playing with it. It's just been like a crazy busy week for me, and I just picked it up this week. <coughs> and it's been a crazy busy week. It's actually been like a week on campus of doing crap for me, so. But, yeah. I'm really enjoying Diablo 3. My biggest complaint, my biggest complaint is the non-customizable characters. Oh, really? Yeah. That's not as fun. Because um, I'm actually playing a female monk um, who is, you know, pretty much naked from the beginning yeah. until you start picking. And, I mean, I've picked up some pretty good gear even for a low-level monk, but... Um, and she's still pretty naked. Yeah. She's still really naked and she's, you know, thin and buxom, big hipped and blonde. Very blonde. So she looks like me. Yeah. She's <laughs> there, there you go. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and she has this horrible, like, Eastern European accent no. that's always bad. Come on. I heard that the voice acting in it is like really awful. Yeah, she's awful. got this horrible Eastern European accent that, and then she talks nonstop. So I'm just sitting there all the time going, "Shut up! Stop talking to me!" <laughs> so <laughs> it's like I keep hoping that uh, the that I'll get used to the voice and I won't hear, yeah, you know, the cheesy Eastern European accent. It, it's like what it would sound like if I did an Eastern European accent, and you know, there are accents that I do well. Because, you know, I had an accent at one point in my life. You should do one. No. No. Um, <laughs> but Eastern European is not one no, of them. Not in your repertoire of... Nope. And then uh, Alex Lane made me start playing an iOS game yesterday called Heyday. Which is like... <gasps> it, oddly enough, she's, she's sitting here and she's like... Um, excited by it let's just say but uh it's just like farmville yeah yeah <laughs> I, I, play, I, I opened it and i played like the first 10 minutes and i look over at mike and i'm like this is the stupidest game i've ever played just completely stupid it's just like farmville and now after playing for like two weeks with my mom probably like six hours cumulative a day 
I have a different opinion. But I hated it at first, too. Mike's like, why are you playing that game so much? You just talked about how much you hated it and how stupid it was. I'm like, I know it's stupid. <laughs> Shut up. I'm busy. I gotta check my crops. Let me play. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I've been playing that nonstop. Something's wrong with me. I know. Yeah. That's funny. I have a friend who, when she hates food, like, she, she tries a lot of new foods. When she's eating it, she'll be like, this really sucks. And just keep I eating just, it. I just hate this so much. And she's shoveling it into her face. Yeah. Like, oh, this tastes so horrible. Oh, yeah. my God, this is so bad. And she's just, like, shoveling it into her face. I'm like, well, Another order over here. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, buy me more of this horrible food. So you do that with games. I guess. I- I'm having so much fun. Actually, it's it's like one of those where you can buy, like, the diamonds and crap. Yeah. You don't have energy points. I think that's one of the things I like about it is it's not, like where you have to wait until you have energy and then you can go do a bunch of crap. Yeah, because oh, okay. yeah, that's always really annoying. So, like, your cra- it's still, like, time management in that your crops take a long time to build. But I feel like it's, it's like, the Facebook iOS game. I, I, are you done? I'm sorry. I yeah, I am. So, it's, like, the Facebook slash iOS type, like, time management games, like, Farmville and stuff. Yeah, but it's, like, the pinnacle games. of it. Like, it's done well. It's well-rounded. So, like, you have crops and you make those crops that you build into stuff like, you can make them into animal feeder, you can make them into sweatshirts, bread. you can make them oh, into bread, really? mm-hmm. and then so, like, you, as you, get, as your farm gets bigger, you can have, like, different, more, like, animal pastures, you can have more different kinds of crops, you can have different kinds of product production buildings that, like, make different things. So you turn into a corporation. You turn Start into as a, a lowly farm. That's right. That's right. And there's not the, you need people to come look at your farm. That's not part of it. <laughs> You don't leave messages for people. You don't. Hey, you, in fact, water my plants. You don't go to anybody else's farm unless you like. There's a classified ad where you can just put your produce up for sale. Yeah. Oh, okay. So like, that's so that's the only how you way. play with people. Yeah, but by selling, like, there's an economy. Yeah, there's people. an economy, hmm. but but it's just you go there and buy it and then leave. Like it's not. So, so I, is it solely like? Can you only thrive if people are buying your things? No. Oh, okay. No. So you can do it. That's without just like to make with extra money. Yeah, because there's uh, NPCs that come to your farm and buy your stuff. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh. And you complete delivery, so it'd be like deliver four bags of popcorn and three cookies to the children's home for movie night. And so gotcha. like you have to make that stuff and then gotcha. you can bring it there. That's cool. Yeah, I know. I realize everyone out there is like rolling your eyes. But it is so fun. I just, like, I downloaded it. Oh, my God. I hated it at first. I loved it. My mom downloaded it. She's like, this is stupid. She played all the farm bills and cafe worlds and all yeah. that stuff. And she's like, this is stupid. And seriously, like, ten minutes later, she's like, can, can you loan me some, some cow's milk? Because I don't have any and I need to make some cream. I'm like, oh, okay, Mom. And now she's just, like, obsessed. <laughs> she's just obsessed. So, anyway. I played I played so much of that it's disgusting. Although I spent the last week on vacation up in Lutzen where there's no cell phone reception, no internet, no nothing up in the mountains in northern Minnesota. I was wondering if a serial killer had gotten you because you just like dropped off the radar. There's nothing, <laughs> there's nothing you can she do. She did. I know. I knew she, I knew she was leaving. I was going to say, I knew she was leaving. She never responded. But, you know, it's like she wasn't on Facebook. Uh-huh. She, you know, wasn't answering text messages. And I was like, maybe a serial killer got her ass up in Montana. I mean, Montana, Minnesota. Minnesota. <laughs> well, well, that's the cool thing about going up there is you're up in the mountains. No, no nothing. Yeah. Um, but, of course, plenty of liquor. And of really course. gorgeous, huge, extravagant cabins. That's and cool. so my whole family went up there. So I think that we had two big cabins. There was between the little kids and us, I don't know, probably like 20 of us, maybe more. So it's just fun swimming and 
biking and all that kind of nonsense. Uh, so it's family vacation. Some big toss. So anyway, so that's where I was. So I didn't get to play. Actually, I did play Mario. They brought their Wii, my nephews, and I played Mario Party. I'd never played it before. Oh, cool. It was so fun. And, and you went up there without you games. never played Mario I didn't Party even bring a computer. Before? Are you kidding me? I didn't bring a computer. Oh, God, I'd be crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, that's why my family resorts to card games. Booze for. Yeah, yeah. we have uh, so many art games. My brother makes games, so uh, he always like has these new games to pilot, and we test them out new yard games and stuff. He like that's cool. builds them out of wood. I know it's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's so bizarre. He them He's out a of math wood. teacher, so like if you knew him, you'd be like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> but, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, oh, uh, so let's see. What else did I play? I'm sorry. I played a uh, band together. Which is, have you guys seen this at all? I've heard little bits and pieces about it. It's animated kind of like um, kind of like a loom or a tiny bang story. Like, you know, that kind of style. Like a cardboard cutout style. Mm-hmm. And you have these different guys and you have to like, and they do different things. Kind of like a lemmings. And you like move them around with your finger on your iPad. You're falling asleep while I'm talking. Knock it off. <laughs> and you like move them around and you can like do different stuff. And you try and like solve it kind of like a lemmings. You solve to get through the level. That's cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's really pretty. And then, what else I play? Gods and Kings, the uh, <laughs> <shut up. laughs> the uh, Civilization expansion, which I have half a post written about, and we'll finish that, and then talk about it later, because I don't want to put Sam to sleep. And then Lone Survivor, which is my indie game of the week, which I'll talk about later. Cool, cool. Yay! I am not falling asleep. <laughs> Sam, we, were, we just had breakfast, and so we're sitting there on a computer, and Sam's like... <laughs> she's sitting there like it's just snoring and I hit her and I go Sam you're sleeping she goes no I wasn't I'm like not only was I staring in your face you were snoring you're like whatever in my defense I had to get up at 6 o'clock this morning in order to get my kid uh, dropped off at school by 7.30 to make it to water walking by 8 I have had coffee and an energy drink already and I am still like zonked do you think you're dehydrated I heard that caffeine makes you more tired than Wakes you up if you're Since I don't really sweat, I doubt I'm dehydrated. Yeah. Oh, lucky you. No, sorry. No. Oh. She can't, like, do anything in the summer. Oh, really? Yeah, because her body won't cool down and she'll just, like, oh, die. Sucks. Well, good thing you don't have my car because I haven't had <laughs> air conditioning <laughs> throughout this heat wave. Oh, my it's God. It's been disgusting. People are living their kids in their cars all over the place. Do you see that stuff? Yeah. Crazy. I can't even leave my dog in the car yeah, for five seconds. I was going to say, people who leave their dogs in the car make me sick and they don't leave the windows down because they're afraid they're going to jump out. I would fucking jump out, too. <laughs> you know, in a car. 110 degree car. Yeah, we had a friend with this gorgeous dog she was so sweet and he left her in the car and died. yeah oh, i've left dad. i've left zelda in the car kind of for like like when i ran into you for like five minutes yeah just window to ro- fill out some and all the windows yeah. are down if she wants to jump out she's more than welcome to. yeah when we drive from minnesota <laughs> and back and we have to stop at a gas station you know and we have to like go yeah in for a second, i always i'm like you know what i'm gonna come back and someone's gonna have rescued my dog because they're gonna be so and then we have on your front seat. Small, yeah, exactly. We usually leave it running too, so that they on that note, ladies, <laughs> <laughs> we're so distracted. Oh my god! Oh, so, Nicole, <laughs> what'd you play? I played Lollipop Chainsaw some more, <laughs> and for for God knows why, I have no fucking clue. Because I bought this game, I sat down, and I was like, I'm gonna fucking finish this game. Yep. I was so dedicated. And I felt the same way you did. Like every time I got a new outfit, I put it on her just to see what it was, and every time I was just disappointed. And yeah. I was like, her. her her boobs are hanging out. And then after... I was like, can I get a jogging suit? <laughs> Some sort of skin-tight Velcro suit where I don't see her belly button and a large amount of cleavage. But she, um... 
God, and I don't remember if we said it last week or not, and I think it was, I played it after we had done the podcast, because as soon as we were done with podcasting, I went home and I played it some more. And it's the point when you meet Sensei, or whatever, mm-hmm. and he's, like, being hit, and every time he lands, he falls in her boobs. Like, his face lands in her boobs, and she's like, oh, huh. and I was like, why? <laughs> like, why is this a prevalent theme? Oh, when he stared at her ass because he's looking at Nick's head? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and they, and she's, like, she, like, bent over with her butt in his face, like, yep. reading him, like, hey, Sensei, here's my ass. <laughs> 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 Yeah. Uh, so yeah, exactly. It's like a train wreck. I can't stop watching it, so I continue <laughs> to play it, and it's horrible. Um, and then I downloaded. I've been trying to find games that I can pick up for super cheap. Um, so I've been downloading a ton of demos, and I picked up Catherine, and I was playing it, and I actually really liked the gameplay and the story too, which I was really shocked about because I'm I'm not a JRPG person at all. Like, no, no, at I'm not either. All. And I really enjoyed this game a lot, and the story kept me really hooked for some reason. I don't know if I was, like, super tired that day when I started it, but I was sitting there, and I was like, when the demo was over, I was like, I want to know more. Like, what's going to happen to you? Oh, my God. I don't know how it happened. Did you get it on Xbox? Yeah, yeah. And you can buy it. You can download it off of there, but I get my discount at work, so Mm -hmm. I just bought it from work. But it's really hard to find, too. Like, we have no used copies of the game at all. Like, the closest mm. store that has a used copy is, like, 500 miles away. Wow. It's crazy. So, it's a, it's a really great game. I enjoy the gameplay a lot. And it's it's hard, too. It's really hard. The it demo is very hard. The demo my ass. Yeah. Really badly. Because there's basically... Have you played any of it at all? No. Okay. Basically, like, you're this guy, and every time you sleep... You've nightmares. Yeah, I've put it on here. I yeah, it yeah, up. yeah, yeah. So you're climbing like these these walls, and um, you have to decide like which ones to pull out and move around so you can keep climbing. And if you can't figure it out, like you you have like five seconds to figure it out. <laughs> so it's just trial and fucking error over and over and over again. Oh, man. And I I love it. Like it's a really awesome way to do it. I'm and I don't feel frustrated when I don't get it right the first time either. So mm-hmm. it's actually It's more like that. Ah I gotta get yeah, like, oh my god, I just wanna go up more. I like <laughs> I that. I just yeah. wanna keep going. And there's these huge hands that are following you up and she's just slashing away at all the things under it's scary. Like yeah. I feel scared. <laughs> Jeez. So it's a it's a I really oh, see, like it. and uh, but it's the crazy bitchy girlfriend. This oh yeah, definitely. Because I mean, the story's like the he's story commitment goes, phobic or something. Yeah, he's and he like even in the demo you get like all of that into it that he's commitment phobic, but he um like randomly sleeps with this other girl. His girlfriend that wants to marry him is like she's like pressuring him to propose and he's not ready. She's Catherine with a K. The girl he sleeps with is Catherine, Catherine with, with a, a C. C. Right. And so, through it, you are, like, from the beginning, you don't know what woman is, like, chasing you, but you start to feel like it's Catherine with a K. K. And, but it's weird, because I didn't get that, like, vibe from her character at all. Well, it's, it's, she becomes this, she was, this is, this is why I didn't like the game. She becomes this nagging bitch from hell. You know, oh, you got to marry me. My biological clock is ticking, blah, 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 blah. So every stereotype about a woman who is reaching a certain age is put into the voice of Catherine, who is also the antagonist in this nightmare scape that you're playing in, right, and trying to kill you. 
Yeah. <laughs> so it's like... You, yeah, if you, die, if you die in the dream, you die in real life. Yeah. So he's like, he keeps waking up and he's just like totally anxious and like just a wreck and mm-hmm. but it's all because of like his it's it's a cool concept i definitely disagree with the way that she is portrayed and i mean but i i like it a lot but and then i've just been playing insane amounts it's kind of like jrpg meets cubert yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a really good because that's exactly what the gameplay is yeah. <laughs> yeah i was just shocked i liked the story in a jrpg because usually i'm sitting there like what the going on. Yeah. I don't understand who is who anymore. That's how I usually play JRPGs. I like lay back and I'm like X. Yeah. X. <laughs> X. And then four hours later I get to actually have a yeah. scene where I do something. Do something. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But aside from that I've been playing it a lot and I'm liking it a lot and then I've been playing insane amounts of the Call of Duty the new online. Apps. Yeah. Yeah. As much as I've been getting sexually harassed like every single time I play I just can't I can't stop playing. It's ridiculous. I'm gonna, I got you. Nice. Yeah. Nor so. should it stop you from playing. No, it definitely shouldn't. I just mute and or block. And they get angry because I'm like 25 and 3 the whole time, every time we have a match. And then they send me messages like, oh, you should join my clan. And what color, like, panties are you wearing or whatever. Yeah. Like, ah, oh, that's oh, so funny. <laughs> you, you enjoy my clan, but you can only join my clan if you're wearing red panties. Because yeah. everybody else is everybody wearing red else panties. Everybody wearing red panties. <laughs> Except we're all guys. So. It's the red panty clan. So you will be our mascot. <laughs> <laughs> you are red panties. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh. <laughs> We all did the same thing. We all just grabbed yeah, our like, eyes yeah. with our hands. Like, no. uh, life. <laughs> life indeed. Well, it's really funny on that note. Like, at GameStop, every time a guy wants to talk about a game, and then they find out, like, I'm knowledgeable about games, and mostly, like, the mainstream games, um, they'll be like, oh, it's so nice to talk to a girl who knows video games, and I'm like, I know where this conversation is going, like, mm-hmm. and I'm not to like, oh my god, pat myself on the back, I'm such a hot chick who plays video games, but it's literally how the conversation goes every single time, <laughs> and it's like, I can't even, oh. like, I just have to plaster a smile on my face and be like, yep, it's nice, I play video games, thank you. <laughs> I only do it for the attention, too, so thank yeah, you for exactly. giving that to like, me. <laughs> thank you for allowing me to have And while you're at it, why don't you just ask me what color my pants is? <laughs> <laughs> Please do, because I've been waiting to tell you this <laughs> Actually, I'm wearing a swimsuit. <laughs> oh, I dressed to take off these clothes today. It's a bathing suit underneath. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. That's just, so that was so a good, good description of women. That's exactly what we like. <laughs> Only if you're a woman who plays video games. That's right. So that's how we do. That's right. Uh, and you stand around licking controllers all day. Well, I like to yeah. cover up my naughty bits with controllers, yeah. personally. Yeah, oh, nice. Lick controller, cover the naughty bits. We took 27 minutes to talk about what we're playing. That's okay. It was a good conversation. It was a good conversation. Well, with seven of that was you guys talking about leaving dogs in the car. I'm writing in. Worth it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, uh, at least the not what you're reading will probably go fast. Yeah, yeah the, what, I know, God. The what you read probably woke up pretty fast. Because um, you and I were talking this morning, you haven't been reading much of anything. Because mm-hmm. um, you've been out in the woods. Yeah, well, I read uh, stuff that was nothing close to game related. About, like, workplace and how production works. 
Yeah. That sounds absolutely amazing. You look really thrilled telling us that. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Well, also, I've been trying to read stuff of people that I hate so that I can start um, making arguments against them more effectively. So mm-hmm. I've been reading a lot of douche nozzle things. Douche nozzle. Mm-hmm. I would hate to think that maybe one of those people was me. Um, I've just oh. everything that Sam Blackman's ever written. <laughs> of I'm, course not. Because I hate her so much. <laughs> I mean... Um, well, I have been doing a little bit of reading because I'm starting a new research project. And uh, so I've been going through all the journals and special issues and edited collections and see what's been published lately to see if anybody already stole my idea. Mm-hmm. Sounds like fun. Um, but so I've been reading a lot of uh, games and composition stuff um, and not kind of game theory writ large um and there's like i said some interesting stuff out there and then some of it is is more commonsensical and more practical um than i like or would write myself how's that mm-hmm. um so i spent a, i spent a good bit of time hour wise doing that hmm. um yeah that's what I've been reading. Does that also kill two birds with one stone, kind of? Because, in a way, you're finding things to kind of back what you're doing as well, in a way? Does that, I mean, or does that make against? sense? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. Like, things that you can argue against or back the things you want to say. Some of it, yeah. Some of it does. A lot of it is, is, I won't say a lot. Well, yeah, a lot of it is unrelated to what I'm actually, to what I'm actually working on. Um, so I won't really be able to use it, but mm. yeah. So there is some some yeah. stuff there cool. that I've taken notes on and thought about how it fits into the way that I'm thinking about specific things. Other than that, it's just been freaking hot. <laughs> um, it has been so, so. My mom came to visit and couldn't from like going outside just between the car and our house and uh-huh. the car and the shopping malls. She like had this crazy asthma attack and couldn't leave my house for like two days when she was visiting. Really? Yeah, because like the like it just like totally messed with her lungs. She wasn't able to. We went to this restaurant. And she like couldn't even get up and go get food because she'd be like she couldn't breathe. breathe. It was That's crazy. Crazy. That's wow. really crazy. I know mm. the pollen's been really bad too. Mm-hmm. So hmm. yeah, apparently hot weather means we don't read. Yeah. <laughs> Shit happens. Yeah. Shit happens. Mm. Um. What you drinking? I think I already told mine. I had a, yeah. <laughs> a Starbucks refresher. Those are good. The strawberry lemonade. They are so pretty good. They are good. Yeah, yeah when it, once they're not ice cold, they do kind of taste soapy. But it's not bad. Yeah. It's a um, good soap. I'm glad that you said that because people think I'm crazy when I say things taste like soap. But it yeah. happens a lot to me. Yeah, it yeah. tastes a little like soap yeah. when it's not ice cold. Because um, I had a strawberry lemonade one this morning and coffee. So that's what I've been drinking this morning. That's crazy. I also already said what I'm drinking. Wild strawberry crystal light. Oh, yeah. With the caffeine. Woo. Well, I guess it's a mystery what I'm drinking. <laughs> Coffee and water. Woo. Coffee and water. Nothing exciting. We'll have to... Yeah, maybe our next episode can be a nighttime one. Yeah. And we'll drink. I like drinking. Woo. Well, we'll just drink in the daytime. Um, I love day drinking, so I'm up for that, too. Yeah, I like <laughs> if I can well. get the hangover over by, like, midnight, I'm a happy camper. 
thought you were going to flick me off, but you gave me the thumbs up. I'm glad. <laughs> yeah. So what's next? News? news? News. I added a news story to your news thing. Oh, did you? Cool. It's at the end, though. Oh, I read that. So I'll let you talk about it, though. I put, okay. like, very just, like, happy things, because I know we were trying to have a lighter episode this time. Because we've had what drama. Was it? 90% less rape. It was an episode with 90% less rape. Um, and this was all over. <laughs> we can have a moment to think about that right now. Um, <laughs> the death of rape in our podcast is today. New and improved. New and improved. No rape. Um... <laughs> So, this was all over, I mean, literally every single, like, news, gaming news thing that I look at, because it's just absolutely fucking lutely insane. I'm sorry I'm dropping the F-bomb so much. It's, just that, kind of, it's just that kind of a day. Um, so, on Kickstarter, this group is, and I have no idea how to pronounce it, Yuya? We said Oya. I said Oya. 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 Yuya? I have no idea. Oya. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, they are a Los Angeles-based group that is making a Android like OS, I guess, console, um, and it's just ninety nine dollars for it. And so basically, if you give them ninety five, gets you the console. But they're totally sold out of that one, so now mm-hmm. it's ninety nine um, for the console. It's hackable, and they want you to. It's like open source software hmm. kind of a system. They want you to do whatever you possibly can with it, which is what most Android things are. I mean, mm-hmm. um, and in two days, and I'm not even joking, they got three hundred thousand dollars in the course of like twenty minutes. They have they have what was it twenty two thousand backers already, and it's mm-hmm. up to three million dollars. And they said that this is like the craziest, like fastest growing thing. In Kickstarter history, which granted, I'm sure it's not a very long history. <laughs> this is but, this is so the industry though. They're all like, "Console's dead, console's <laughs> dead." No, you just need to make it better and exactly. make it what people want. And open source is something that we've never really seen in consoles That's before. Right. And yeah. people are itching for new consoles right now. I mean, there's an absolute itching for them. Yeah, there's and all these stories about how they're gonna. F- they're thinking about firing the people who decided to wait that long to wait so long to make a, to new, make console a new console I just, just to keep improving on the mm-hmm. one that they had yeah yeah so basically uh, Microsoft Sony and Nintendo screwed themselves over yep in waiting this long to put out new consoles and this group I mean they have three million dollars they only they were only asking for a million I say only because they've gotten yeah, three times, three times what they that. asked for but um so, yeah, I mean, right now you have to do $99 towards the project to even get one. But you, 99 bucks for a console is a great freaking deal. Yeah. Um, they have the guy that made the first Xbox help Yeah, them. yeah. They have a lot of really awesome people on the team, too. Mm-hmm. A lot of really awesome people. And not that the first Xbox was really, like, all that great by any means, but the fact that... I thought it was I great mean, in the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the time, it was really awesome. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I remember my friend had one, and he was like, I could put all this music on it and listen to it while I play games. And it was like, oh my god, that's the coolest just thing ever. Mind. <laughs> okay. That's so cool. So yeah, so there's that if you want one. Um, maybe we can include the link, I guess. And then another little happy note, which I thought is actually really interesting, but then as I read more about it, it made me angry. 
Um, the next Batman <laughs> game is going to be a prequel to Arkham Asylum. But the, the hitch on that is that they are basically doing it this way because of the Justice, Justice League movie that's coming out. So they want you to be introduced to the Justice League characters through the game before the movie comes out, so you'll be more affiliated with it. Hmm. Which, I mean, if you're a fan of these things, you're going to know the Justice League anyways. Like, why would you... Like, I think, of all people, gamers who enjoy these games um, are going to know those characters already. I feel that way. Uh, no, I think you're yeah, 100% right. Yeah, I think right. that's like the group of people who enjoy the comments and or comics and everything else. So, but I also thought that it was interesting that they're modeling it after like um, 1950s kind of Batman story. Yeah. Which is cool. Definitely very cool. I like the old school Batman a mm-hmm. lot. A whole lot. So, there's that. And then you have a little news tidbit on here. Um, yeah, I just put this on there because, for one reason, I thought it was like interesting, and for the second, I thought it would piss Sam off. <laughs> so, uh, the creator of Heavy Rain um, is uh, came had an interview with um, oh no, I can't remember who, but with a I think it was Game Industry International. Yeah, and he uh, talked about in this interview that he said if the industry doesn't innovate, that it's going to die. And he talks about, like, how innovation is super important and, and like, we will always like killing monsters and that's not going to change. But you also need to, as the industry grows, make space for lots of different types of people who like to game in lots of different types of ways mm-hmm. if you're going to be successful. And um, which I think is great and smart and the people in the industry need to hear that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but his example of who did it right was Journey. So <laughs> I thought that was so funny because Sam hates that game. Yeah. That so, is funny. Thank you. I needed that. <laughs> Good morning, Sam. Yeah. Or oh. afternoon now. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no kidding. Lord. I mean, and I understand. I really do. I understand that people like certain kinds of games, right? Uh, I mean, and Journey was a beautiful game. It's just not for you. Yeah. I totally understand that. It is not for me. I mean, yeah, I, no. <laughs> no, I mean I, I. That's because I play games probably for a different reason than other folks play games. Not all other folks, but some other folks. Mm-hmm. You know, people play to play the game, to finish the game, to do what have you. I play basically things that make me feel good. Mm-hmm. Whatever and whatever way it takes. Usually for me that involves shooting the shit out of things. <laughs> Rage venting. <laughs> weaponry. But you like story too. You read all the captions on shit. You read oh, yeah. everything. I do. So like Cuz I want to know story. why I'm killing everything. Okay. Yeah. But there's really not I mean there's really not a story to journey. Not not in like the sense that there is like with the captions and the lore and stuff like that. I mean mm-hmm. it's a a different kind of story, I guess. It is. It is. It's a story that kind of... Ouch. Sorry. Ouch. Kind of unfolds itself for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? You write the story just based on the actions that mm-hmm. you do. Or even the actions that you have in terms of what you can write. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but no, it doesn't work for me. I don't, if I can't shoot something... Because it's like, ooh, look, there's that. I bet I can really blow that up. No. No, you cannot. None of that. There's no blowing up in this game. None of that. Mm-hmm. 
So, yeah. I thought that was funny. So, Indie Game of the Week. This is going to be a very quick one. Um, my Indie Game of the Week is Lone Survivor. And I will say the positives first. Um, the positives is that I think for the people who like that type of game and that type of play, it has a lot of potential. It's kind of interesting. It's creative. They take a spin on a lot of classical mediums. Uh, or like a lot of classical like, genres, and then okay. they kind of like do something different with it and splice it up. Um, and it's kind of a ret- it's got a total retro feel, point and click adventure feel. Like you walk up to the cabinet and then you have to press X to open the cabinet, and you mm-hmm. can press X to pick up the coffee, or the coffee, etc. Et and it's all eight bit. It's all eight bit. Oh, okay. Um, so for people who like that kind of stuff, this is I think it's done really well. Um, that said, I don't like that kind of stuff. Um, so it was like worst game for you. So it was, I know. So uh, you know, I gave a shot and played around with it a little bit, and I can see what they're going for. And for the people who like that kind of thing, definitely interesting. But the light drives me crazy. Um, the way it's the lighted up, kind of animated, and it, that drives me crazy. And the level of work you have to go through to get to anything interesting sort of bothers me, and lots of, like, nonsensical side things that don't really relate to the game at all, so it's just, it's like watching Meet the Fockers, or whatever that game is, or whatever that movie is. It's just, like, these moments of anxiety with no point. I don't like, I hate that movie. Hmm. I shouldn't have compared it to that. I didn't mean to do that to you, Lone Survivor. That kind of makes sense, though, Yeah. in a way. Like, awkward moments. <laughs> For no good reason other than making it awkward. Yeah, exactly. Huh. So, um, so if you're a big retro gamer, you could ch- you could check this out. It's it, I'm sure I'm sure you think it's interesting. or point and click adventure person or, or someone survival who likes horror survival horror, horror right? Yeah. But I'm survival horror and I didn't like it. Yeah, so am I and I didn't like it. Um, or if you're just boring, you would like it too. <laughs> you're a boring kind of person. If you suck. If you suck, no, I don't. This is weird. Well, that's Way to insult our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Checking out for people who like that kind of stuff. And that's all I have to say about that. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> so good, topic. Good. All right. Uh, our topic this week. Um, our happy fun topic. Yeah. Happy fun. It's a big good one. Yep. Good it happy a, one. It's good a big good one. one, and it's got 90% less rate. Is <laughs> um, this week we figured uh, we talk about the talk about games and learning, mm-hmm. um, games and education. Um, I think that this is especially interesting, at least to me right now, because there was so much talk going on at um, GLS about games and, and education. Um, we hear it all over the place all the time. Um, locally, we hear it. Uh, nationally, we hear it. But one of the things that we heard the most, at least I heard the most, was people saying stuff like, oh my God, if somebody says gamification again, I'm going to kill myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've all been there, right? Um, so... I want to talk about uh, a bit about where games and education is going, right? Um, especially when we've had Valve um, release uh, Teach with Portals, um, which gives licenses not only for the game itself, 
Um, but for the puzzle builder within Portal, and, and it says, here's a site. Not only do we want you to build these things and use them in your classroom, but we want you to share lesson plans, mm-hmm. right? So other people can see how to do this kind of thing. Crowdsourcing. Um, yep. Crowdsourcing. Yeah, crowdsourcing pedagogy is really interesting. All right, and now we have um, EA um, starting their own game lab that is specifically for games and education. Um, we've got Microsoft's got Kodu. Yeah. Oh yeah. Microsoft's got Kodu. There, I mean, this is happening all over the place. I mean, Constance Steincooler gets a presidential appointment, a government appointment for studying serious games. Um, I mean, it's all over the place. Um, so we've got we've got interesting things going on that I think we need to pay some attention to for a number of reasons. Because I mean, you know, if it you know. Is gamification, as it has historically been thought of, a bad thing? Um, if it is, what replaces it? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I've, I've often said and, and have not tried to hide in any way, shape, or form that I think that um, serious games are great as serious games, but they're not going to teach anybody anything. Right. Um, not anybody who doesn't want to learn. It's not going to teach the explicit things they're trying to teach. Right. One, it, one is it, one, it just won't work. Two, I mean, it's, it doesn't reach the population that we want it to reach nine times out of ten mm-hmm. because they're used to playing a different kind of game and we're throwing them, as Jim G would say, chocolate covered broccoli. Yep. <laughs> yep. Right? Yep. That sounds horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I'd try it. You, you you probably would. Hey, this is poison. Try this. All right. <laughs> sweet. sweet. Um, so what do you think, guys? I mean, is is this something new? Um, is this gonna is this gonna work? What's going on? What needs to be done? I have thoughts. You have thoughts? Yeah, go for it. I wrote some notes at the bottom of this thing. Okay, so several thoughts. Um, my first one is that game studies right now, games and learning is super interdisciplinary, mm-hmm. interdisciplinary, and the disciplines don't know how to talk to each other and mm-hmm. share resources and map, you know, what we, what we call a particular theory, um, so sociology calls this, psychology calls this, um, programming calls this, right? right. So we aren't, we aren't matching up at any level of our discourse, um, and so I think because of that, that games and learning hasn't advanced where it could be advanced to because there's smart work being done in all these different areas, mm-hmm. but it's being done over and over again because it's staying in their yeah, own little discourse. too much of a disconnect. Yep, exactly. So I think that one thing that needs to be solved is that there has to be a central, uh, the, some sort of central resource, central language that people who do games, games and education use um, and that's not to say that we can't innovate by bringing our own things to from our disciplines. In fact, that's going to make it awesome, right? Mm-hmm. But there has to be a way we can talk to each other without learning a whole other discipline. Yeah. Um, <laughs> some or sort of six base disciplines. Can right. So, yeah, of. some sort of language that we can all communicate with each other. And I think that's what's brilliant about the GLS conferences because that what that is what that's made for. Um, bringing people from different disciplines, people in the field, practitioners, gamers together to talk. Um, so I think once that starts to happen, then we can get at one of the biggest issues that I see in games and education, and that's questions of transfer. Mm-hmm. So the question I wrote on here um, is the following. 
Will the end goal of learning how games work ever be enough to justify using games in education, or will we always have to be teaching something other than games with games? Mm-hmm. Um, so, because I think that we can start to really understand transfer and how that works a lot better when we can say that learning how to play games better or learning how to make games is enough of an education. It's a pedagogical it's a, goal. It's right? a pedagogical yeah. goal. Yeah. Not, well, we'll use games to teach... History. We use games to teach, you know, critical thinking, which which we would do and is super important. But I just wonder if the question of transferability, because that's such a huge problem, because we don't know how it works. People in education don't know how it works, right? You can't say you put an X to a student's brain and get Y. You know, that's just not going to work. Right. Um, we know you learn things, you know. We know games improve stuff, but... So I think that once we... If we can recognize that learning about games is in and of itself a good educational goal. Right. Producing some sort of result that you absolutely want. Yes, absolutely. Then I think we can move past that. Um, And that's what I'll say for now. I think that's really interesting, though, because do you think that it's just a lack of like, research in the area? Or do you think it's a lack of our, like, what you were saying, like, the interdisciplinary, like... Like, not the community, there's no, like, good communication. Do you think that that's holding back, like, us understanding, doing X results and Y, or... Well, I have a good example. So, Uh Ian Bogost. (laughs) So, Ian Bogost comes from computer programming, right? Right? Something like that. Like, computer something or other. So, he was writing all this stuff about rhetoric without knowing how rhetoric works. Mm -hmm. Um, For the people who... Spent their entire career studying rhetoric. So he sort of assumed a lot of things about it that we spent our entire careers were arguing against. But of course he hasn't read it because he's not in our field, right? Mm -hmm. So so he pissed a bunch of people in rhetoric off and then they started arguing against his use of these things. And then he gets pissed and now he won't come to any of the conferences that have to do with rhetoric. Because us rhetoric people don't know anything about rhetoric. Because we don't know anything about... (laughs) Well, he says we shouldn't be studying anything about games, right? right? Because we don't know programming. So how can we possibly study games? Because we don't know anything. Which, I mean, in a way, like, his point isn't any less valid than us saying, like, don't come into rhetoric or whatever. But at the same time, like, yeah, if you can't have that... But what what could have happened is, is, is rhetoric being, you know, people in rhetoric being like, okay, so you have this theory... Um, but it uses rhetoric super simplistically and then re like take this, which is like some of the stuff I'm doing in my dissertation. So take his stuff further. Right. And, and, and what the depth of rhetoric to it. Right. So, so that, that would be a a productive way. But I think the first thing that happens is defensiveness of disciplinary boundaries when you're like, Hey, (laughs) Hey, whoa, this is mine. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, and I agree. I mean, it's, it's interesting. I think, I think there's a bit of a jump between you know, rhetorician saying you know you don't do rhetoric, and so don't try. Yeah, yeah. And now, because I don't think that that's necessarily what we say. You know, I'm always I'm a, I always really want to think that rhetoricians are hard good people, um, <laughs> but we have a, a grounded understanding in the fact that there are other things at play and not yes. just, you know, just not just the obvious. And when you right. don't consider those things, it's hurtful yeah. to your entire group of people. Absolutely. So, and, and I think, I don't think it was that rhetoric was like, fuck you, Ian Bogos. I think some people don't like to be criticized, I imagine. Yeah. 
That happens. Well, we all criticize each other all the time, so we're just dandy. <laughs> Whatever, Sam called me smart today. I'm holding under that for the rest Aww. of my life. She threatened to stab me 60 times, but she also said smart. <laughs> she, so, so we're I was trying to make her feel better after I threatened to stab her. <laughs> what did I say to you last night? I need constant, immediate validation <laughs> at all times. At all times. That's funny, though, too. Um, totally not related to what we were just saying. But in the way that you said, like, there's different things that you have to consider, like, from almost every perspective. And if anything, that's what rhetoricians are, like, experts at. Mm-hmm. So if anything, I feel like, and, and maybe it's, it's not something that should happen or whatever. But in a way, like, rhetoricians are able to see those points in such a, a better view than other people mm-hmm. outside of the... So, as, like, as rhetoricians, we're taught to look at every every possible angle. Mm-hmm. But I think in other disciplines, they're taught to be on, like, a, a, a focus track. Sure. Mm-hmm. So, in that way, like, if anything, I'm trying to say that, like, there should be some sort of rhetorician always involved. I don't know if <laughs> like that's kind of a well, bold I claim. like that idea. I <laughs> that's a, and that's exactly where I go with that question. Is I feel like rhetoric is could be the place where all these things come together. Right. That's oh, potential to be at least. Yeah. I want to jump in and say something. Uh, something else. Interestingly enough, I've been thinking about this because one of the one of the questions that that Alex asked was um. um Will the end goal of learning how games work ever be enough to justify using games in education, or do we always have to be teaching with some other goal in mind, right? So it's like, okay, this is supplemental, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that what we're trying to help folks understand, especially when we start getting into stuff like um, teaching with Portal and having people write lesson plans specifically for these games in this process, is that that the game itself can be the goal, mm-hmm. right? It can be the goal. And I think that there's some interesting stuff going on. I mean, I, I met a woman when I was at GDC who is working with um, K-12 through teachers, um, doing teacher education mm-hmm. and working with, uh, with them in games, right? So she wrote a grant and she got um, handheld games for all of them. So everybody got a DS. Nice to use during the semester um, as they were working on these projects. And I think that that's essential. Mm-hmm. And I think that all too often, our edu- you know, and, and education is not the only one, the only uh, department or school that is guilty of this. Mm-hmm. Um, For sure. They don't have the resources yep. to do these things. And not only resources as in material resources, but also they don't have the intellectual resources because they spend all their time trying to figure out how to teach to the test, right? Especially, you know, right. depending on where you are. I mean, we hear we have the I-step and our scores are abysmal in this state in terms of students who actually pass that damn test. Um, but, you know, we know how we know how biased standardized tests are, especially when you're talking about minorities He's crazy. and or, As long as you think, act, talk, and respond like me, then you're fine. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, not only, you know, not only is it biased towards folks of color, but it's also biased towards folks who are of a different socioeconomic class. Here, here in Indiana, you know, where we have a lot of little rural towns, yeah, you're going to have a whole hell of a lot of kids who fail that exam. Uh-huh. Um, but 
I think that the thing is, is that we need more people who, who say, okay, you're educators. We need to do this so that you have a better understanding, you know, not only how you might reach students in the classroom, but what these students are thinking or how they think even. Yeah. Right? If you don't understand games and how games work, and you're trying to work with students who game six, seven, eight hours a day, on average, or even less, right, three, four hours a day, that's their main source of entertainment, you can't understand how they think. Right. Because their brains are wired differently at this point. I mean, cognitively, we know that, right? They're wired differently. And if you don't understand what's caused that rewiring, you can't understand what the hell you're supposed to be doing with them. Um, and you know that's one of the most one of the most interesting things that I think is going to be coming up in education. I'm dying to work with a bunch of educators, a bunch of K to twelve, you know, student teachers or teacher um, teacher students, shall we call them, <laughs> not student teachers. Um, but to work with them and talk to them about this kind of thing because I think all too often, you know, they're people who don't game or don't think about what it means to game in an educational space. Yep. And, and you know, Jim G does education. The folks, a lot of the folks at UW-Madison uh, do um, games and education. But I don't think most of that stuff actually makes it into um, the university's curriculum sure. when it's talking about um, the basics of education and the basis of educational theory. It just doesn't make it in. It's still too kind of outlier-ish oh, it's games. to make it in. Yeah. It's games, yeah, it's right. Games. Yep. And we don't have any business doing that. Right. Yeah. That's a sad thought. <laughs> well, it's... I mean, it's it's obviously there, but yeah, it's, it's a sad thought. But it's, de- it's declining every, every year, I think, by significant um, percentages. I mean, you can't... you At this point... It's difficult to ignore the importance and potential, right? Some people do, but yeah, they're gonna be retired soon. So I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, that's not funny. <laughs> I used to think that a lot when I actually taught public school. It's like, God, they're gonna retire soon. <laughs> I think every generation thinks that. That's funny. Yeah, it's like, ah, yeah. We should answer our um, question. Do you have it up? I mean, we can finish this too, but we should at some point answer our question. Oh. Um, so, I guess on that note. <laughs> no. Jesus, moving along. Moving no, right I still, along. I still have more notes and stuff too. <laughs> Are I we just taking a break from thought and answering a question? No. Uh, well, let's go ahead and finish up because uh, Alex had, some, had, a, had a really interesting note um, that I think we should. Is it that just, last one? Uh huh. So, we, um, there's this. Uh, Steincooler Squire article, um, and she talks about how um, games can be has such good, have such great potential because after the initial investment, um, cost isn't a prohibitive factor anymore in gaming. In fact, she says at one point that costs almost get down to nothing to game. And your face is exactly how my <laughs> face was. Um, cost. I am twenty seven years old and have a full time job. And cost and cost is an extremely prohibitive factor yeah. for me. Gaming, yeah. right? Huge. It is for you, and you're a tenured professor, right? Mm-hmm. 
costs is an enormous... Like, if, if, you, if you think gaming is buying three games and then playing them for, for, for five years, yeah. <laughs> then, yeah, the cost gets down to nothing. But that's not how people game. That's not how you build community either that's because not you you're, not, community. you're not playing what other people are playing. Exactly. I mean, and that, that's a huge thing that we have to understand that a lot of the more, most interesting stuff, a lot of the most fruitful... Um, a lot of the most fruitful stuff, a lot of the the fruitful stuff when we start talking about what people learn by themselves or learn through games happens in communities. Uh-huh. Yep. Absolutely. And if you're playing the same games, same three games, you know. Whole, yeah. Like I've been playing Sims 3 for how long has it been out? Four years? Yeah. So, okay, so I've been playing Sims 3 for four years. I am not learning new things about Sims, new things about myself, right, new right. things about anything. No. I do it to zone out, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. To, like, get that mind-numbing, like, zoning out. Because you know all the mechanics. You know exactly what's going to happen. Yeah, all no the different strategy. Exactly, right, exactly, exactly. So I don't understand this. And I think it's, I think it's, important that we recognize the cost right it's sort of like how people try to ignore the digital divide right yeah like like the oh no everyone's got the internet everyone has computers like no no they don't no yeah. they don't and it's and it's okay that doesn't mean we shouldn't go forward with game studies because people a lot of people can't afford it right. but we can't say that gaming is is there's lots of possibility with it because cost isn't prohibitive cost, yeah right cost is definitely prohibitive <laughs> but i think that it needs to be central to our I mean I think you're right and I mean, ability because we still have to we have to understand and acknowledge that yeah the cost is there 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 I don't know that there's necessarily hidden costs all that cost is up front yeah I mean <laughs> yeah but then there are some things there are some things that are kind of hidden right um, like the need for internet access especially when we sure. start talking about games um, like Diablo 3, where you have to be online to play that game, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Um, when you batteries start, control. Uh, batteries, yeah, yeah batteries for controllers or electri- I mean, electricity. Mm-hmm. When you start talking about um, TVs even, mm-hmm. right? Because, I mean, if you still have a non-HD TV, it's pretty much impossible to play, to play yeah. new games, mm-hmm. new consoles on that TV. Mm-hmm. Um, we, yep. we have a graduate student here who runs into that problem all the time who wants to play the new games when she gets one she's like I can't read any of the text yep. because I'm still playing on this you know this CRT yep. um, so I mean there are a lot of costs involved that we can't ignore right and even cost when we start thinking about time that it takes to play these games oh yeah right? you need some leisure time you need leisure time leisure time costs a lot yep. right and then that doesn't mean that these people aren't gaming but it also doesn't mean that we can't be like, well, you spend 600 bucks and then you have it forever. Yeah. Like, n- no. Right. Or exactly. until it red rings on you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but as long as you spend the money on the warranty. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, that's <laughs> <a lot. laughs> right? Yeah, those are a lot. <laughs> I mean, and that's, I mean, there's a lot of things, especially when we're talking, when I was talking about teachers, you know, teachers, student teachers in the classroom and teachers that go that are actually actively teaching when we talk about costs right other kinds of costs i mean i was a teacher i was a public school teacher for i was a public school teacher for a good bit of for a good bit of time and i know that you know one public school teachers don't get paid that much money two school systems are broke 
They're broke yeah. as hell. Mm-hmm. People don't understand that. They all think that, you know, teachers are overpaid, school systems are wasting money. No. A lot of times you got to buy stuff. Yep. Not only are you buying pencils and pens and paper and notebooks and rulers and all kinds of stuff that some kids in your class can't afford and the school system can't provide. There were times that I was buying stuff like toilet paper and paper towel. I mean, very basic stuff. So, you know, to say, okay, I want to, I, I know that some of these kids are playing games or a lot of kids, a lot of kids do play games, even For if sure. they are um, less financially able to do certain things that other kids are. Somehow they come up with these funds, yep. right? They, you know, they get a system for a birthday or Christmas and then mm-hmm. they, you know, they save money and they get money for other occasions or they get gift cards. Or even just on, there's somebody gives on the computer. Yeah. That don't mm-hmm. require tons of systems. Absolutely. Right. I mean, so they're, they are doing these things, but then we talk about, you know, we talk about teachers. We can't say, teachers just need to do this. No, teachers have all these other costs, these, these very real material costs when they say, okay, well, now this teacher who's spending her money on pencils and papers and pens and, pa- and toilet paper and paper towel also has to spend her money on games. Yeah, buy an Xbox. Um, right. You know, or his her or his money. I yeah. say her because I think more of myself there. Um, but then there's also other kinds of hidden costs, right? What what they have to give up. There's the question of leisure time again. And it's not it shouldn't be leisure time because it's not leisure. Right. 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 This is not a leisurely activity. It's a pedagogical activity. Mm-hmm. But it's gonna be seen by all those around as leisure. Right. Um, so you have to you know, be able to do these kinds of things and explain and and justify why you do these kinds of things um, and why you're taking time away from teaching teaching to the test mm-hmm. in order to do this. I mean, there's all kinds of hidden costs. I mean, that then that becomes more time that the teacher has to spend because right. oftentimes you have to do written rationales that are going to go up through the ranks in mm-hmm. order to be able to use non-standard educational items in your class. And what's the Xbox going to do to help you pass that test, huh? Right. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, so there's all kinds of stuff that you have to consider that a lot of times doesn't get considered by a number of different folks. And I'm not saying that Steinkuller doesn't doesn't acknowledge this, but just that folks need to recognize. I mean, Steinkuller works for the president. Right. Know, in, 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 no, in no uncertain Net terms. Madison, and they have insane resources there. That GLS conference, they oh do, my They God. have insane resources, one, right? I mean, but we also have to understand that, you know, the government is still saying that teachers have to do X, Y, and Z in order to remain employed, right. you know, and that these are the, these are the metrics that they have to, they have to kind of stand up to. So unless somebody's going to say, you know, we understand that this is the case, but there's also X, Y, or Z amount of time that can be spent on non-standard ed- educational practices in order to see if this is going to work better. Because clearly what we've been doing for the last 20 years ain't working worth a damn. Right. right. <laughs> yeah, I don't think she, I don't think she really meant that. It was probably just like a throwaway comment. Like, hey, games are great because you buy them once and then they're free. Right. You know, but... I mean, I mean, you have to. I mean, I can understand in some in some way, right? Play devil's advocate. I can understand in some way why she would say it because you know it justifies a lot of things and it gets you in the door for sure. And you need someone who understands games at the White House being like, "Hey, stop these crazy tests!" You know, mm-hmm. think about all these other different ways. So yeah, you just hope that that is the case. We're not ripping you, Constance. 
Yeah, you just hope that that is the case. I mean, it is, and a lot of this stuff is serious games, and I'm kind of down on serious games anyway. No, I'm not down on serious games. Let me not say that. I see more value in commercial games for educational purposes than I do for quote unquote serious games. Is that article out there yet? That being said, <laughs> moving right along. Now you have two to write by the end of the summer. Yeah, well, that's gonna happen. <clears throat> that's, that's gonna happen. Um, that's a good note to end on. Yeah. Uh, we have an email question to address. I'll read the question. All right. Indeed, we do. I'm ready. Dear MYMG, that would be yes. Hello. <laughs> Mostly me. I'm the N. <laughs> and the Y. I'm the G. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, maybe we'll read the question. I'm sorry. I wanted to ask about your take on body horror in video games. It's not a specific question, but oh well. Uh, what are your thoughts on the subject? I don't play a lot of horror games, but in recent years, I have noticed that the female body, and more specifically, female reproduction as horror, shows uh, seems to show up quite a bit. Uh, but I haven't noticed anything specifically that does a version of male body horror or male reproduction or whatever the male nightmare might be. Uh, but then um, I haven't played The Binding of Isaac and have heard that it has body uh, horror of both sexes. Likewise, in the alien films, the body horror seems uh, seemed pretty uh, even since both men and women could be impregnated. Yeah, I just watched The Thing last night. That totally happens in both yeah. sexes. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, this reader offers a link here to an interesting article about the subject. Um, there was also an article a while back about the brood mothers uh, and the female nightmare from the Dragon Age games. Uh, but I can't seem to locate that one again. Blah, 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 blah. Also, I wanted to add the necromorphs look a bit like deformed fetuses, I think. Once again... Uh, I don't play a great deal of horror games, and maybe it's not just female reproduction that's used as monstrous in horror games. Uh, and on another note, if you played uh, Deus Ex Human Revolution, The Missing Link DLC, the body horror in that is quite eerie. But it doesn't seem like the Hyron drones needed to be only and specifically beautiful young women at all. This last part is just a rant. Thank you, Opaline. Well, Opaline, thanks for writing. Mm-hmm. Good question. I- and it's a good question. It's a great question. I mean, I think it's one that we've actually talked a bit about before because I always go on my rant about um, the, the the horrific, monstrous mother. Yep. Um, yeah, in the Ripley episode, we talked the, a lot about that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, absolutely. I mean, because because it is something that we've seen since the since, since Alien, and it's uh-huh. you know it starts out. I mean, it progresses through the Alien oh, through yeah, the Alien time. movies, right? Where you know initially Ripley is in well, everyone is impregnated. Yeah. Right by the alien um, and, and bursts forth and kills everybody, um, and then of course it, it, by the end, Ripley has herself not only become mother to alien but part alien, mm-hmm. right? Um, and all these weird kind of genetic cloning mutation things that they've done to her mm-hmm. over the over time, and I think it's it's it is really interesting and um, the way that this carries carries through, carries forward, um, 
in video games. And I'd even make the argument that Oakline says, you know, or whatever the equivalent is for the male nightmare, I'd make the argument that female reproduction for for, for men, in this case, is, is, a, the, is, is a nightmare. It's yeah. a male nightmare. That's smart. Yeah, I bet you're right. Right? I mean, because that, that that's what, you that know. That was my first thought. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is the nightmare right uh-huh. there, right? It's like, oh, shit. Um, <laughs> right? I mean, and and it's, and it's interesting. I mean, and the the notion of the fetuses, and that was one of the things that I noticed immediately in the, yeah. in the binding of Isaac, mm-hmm. right? Is that all these monsters that he fights? It's like, oh shit! They all these look like like fetuses They're floating like around. Babies. Yep, they They're fetus demons. Yep. Right. Um. I mean, and I know that you played a lot more Binding of Isaac than I did. Hence my insanity. Hence your insanity. <laughs> Um, but for a number of different reasons. But we reasons. played it up on the big screen, so you've seen a lot. You've seen oh, a yeah. Bit. I mean, and I played and I played a lot of it, even even aside from that. But, I mean, the, the monstrous mother there, right? So, I mean, any mother that does not do what mothers should, yeah. quote, unquote, that's what, I'm using air quotes there, um, is a monster and becomes even more monstrous. Mm-hmm. Um, in a number of different ways. I mean, and we see we've seen it everywhere. We've seen it in movies. We've seen it. We see it in Disney films yeah. all the time. God, yeah. Um, they become more monstrous. Um, and I, I would argue, you know, in, in all the older Disney films, definitely, and even to a certain degree in Brave. But you know, I want to speak ill. Well, brave. they actually kill the mother often enough. Well, or she, she starts off dead. Yeah. The mother the mother the mother is always dead. Yeah. yeah, the mother is always dead and if there is a mother figure present it's a stepmother and she is horrific. She yeah, is monstrous. Yeah. yeah, she is monstrous. Um but she's supposed to be she's a stepmother, not right. a mother, right? Mm-hmm. Um and and not the and and not the birth mother, right? And that that of course is a monstrous situation. Mm-hmm. Um so you know the mother has to die. In order to make that happen, right? It's all the movies. The mother's dead. Oh yeah, and that was the one thing about Brave. At least you know, at least the mother wasn't dead. But you know, she does turn into a bear because Spoiler. of this. Well, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's the whole premise of the movie. But she turns into the she turns into a bear because of her perceived horrificness of the daughter, but because of the sins of the daughter. Right. But it's almost like an opposite thing, too, because, like, she turns her mother into a bear because her mother's acting like the mother in that time does by, like, following the rules. You know, like, she's so obsessed with the rules of what it is to be a princess, what it is to be a queen, what it is to be a mother, Mm -hmm. that she ends up forcing her daughter to turn into a bear. Right. Right. So it's sort of an interesting twist. Right. But I said, that's what I said. And it's the sins of the daughter that yeah. that, that does it, right? So that's the, right. The, the daughter commits that ultimate sin of going to see a witch and saying, you know, I'm going to pay you to fix this problem with black magic. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, all bad magic has to be black magic, right? Um, and and that's what she gets is this, this horrific thing that she must then fix with the domestic arts. But that's a whole other story. Um, but to bring it back to video games, we see this. Yeah, I know. I, I was so excited for you to see that movie. Uh, we see this all over the place, right? We see we see it with um, in Alien films. We see it with Resident Evil. We see it with. Um, um, one of my mm-hmm. favorite series early on was the Parasite Eve series, oh, right? Oh, yeah. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Parasite Eve. Right. I mean, we see all of these these survival horror games, and that's why I've been waiting personally a long time for a good female protagonist in a survival horror in a survival horror game, because uh-huh. uh, I want to see something that is not, you know, the horror that is caused by the female body or some feminized thing, Uh right? So even if it's not the female body or the mother thing, it is something that is feminized in some way. Yeah. Right? That was the worst part about the the brood mother in Dragon Age was the the big, like, boobs. Mm -hmm. And it was just just so unnecessary. Like, so unnecessary. Absolutely. I mean, it was a horrifying concept without the, like, female body added into it. And I was just sitting there and I was like, this is just... it's it felt tacky. It felt like a tacky like yeah horror aspect of it, and it wasn't. I mean, even in like I'm playing Diablo three, right? Even in Diablo three, I mean, you got zombies. Everybody knows how zombies are made. Mm-hmm. You don't have to have, but they instead instead of being made in the traditional way, you got zombie mothers that are vomiting forth more zombies. Yeah. Oh. Right. So you know they're not. I mean, that's not. That's like. Hey, don't you know you're zombie lord? That's not how you make zombies. <laughs> but you have these. I mean, and it is all about this, um, this kind of evil fecundity mm-hmm. of sorts, right? Mm-hmm. I am going to bring bring forth. I'm going to use my evil reproductive self to bring forth more evil. You know, if you look too, like this has been happening. This trope has been happening in literature forever yeah. like the woman in the attic mm-hmm. right like you have yeah. you have this wife who doesn't act how she should she's from the she's from like some oriental country i think they say something mm-hmm. like that and or arabian country or something and so they put her in the attic right now she's crazed and then uh or you have like uh, edgar Allan poe and he said like what did he say uh be- the death of a beautiful woman is the most poetic topic in the world yeah right? so it's like the the uh, deformation of a beautiful woman's like the most entertaining topic in the world. For or the yellow wallpaper, right? Even yeah. the yellow wallpaper, where you have the woman who is clearly suffering from postpartum depression, mm-hmm. right? Who is yep. who is locked in a room with yellow wallpaper yeah. um, as a kind of rest cure, and it's the room that she's locked in is clear has clearly been a nursery, right? Right, and and her biggest sin, and the reason that she's locked away is because she won't interact with the child she just bore. Mm-hmm. Monstrous, right? Uh, I mean, this is so you know, this is what she has to do. I mean, and then the question later becomes: in the end, is she freed or does she hang herself? Right, Grendel's mother. Grendel, of course, oh, Grendel's right? mother. Right, Grendel's mother. Right, she's the ultimate monstrous mother. She's the ultimate monstrous mother. Well, she never does anything know. to anybody. No, she really doesn't. She just <laughs> dies. She just has to die because she's Grendel's mother. I was thinking of um, the Awakening. Isn't that what it's called, Kate Chopin? Chopin. Yes. Uh, oh yeah, and how you're supposed to like n- almost not be able to sympathize with her character because she has no connection to her children right. whatsoever. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and this, I mean, this is something that we've seen in all of these different narrative, in, in all of these different narratives, right? So, you know, it almost makes sense that it gets carried forth 
into video games. But interestingly enough, when we have folks like Kate Chopin, when we have folks like Charlotte Perkins Gilman, who are talking about these things as women, mm -hmm. they're criticizing them. That's right. Right. right? But they get carried forth in all seriousness yeah. in video games. It's like, really? So you kind of put, you read that and you came up with, yeah, that's what happens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what happens to women. <laughs> and it's like, you, you didn't get that subtle hint there, right? <laughs> um, I mean, so it, it is really interesting. And it is really interesting that while even while you don't get female protagonists, you still get female involvement, mm -hmm. right? Or feminized involvement because it's yeah. not always females, right. right? I was thinking of also in... I think in Mass Effect 2, the Rachni queen, mm -hmm. and how, in a way, almost, they use the the feminized, like, the motherly aspect mm -hmm. to kind of twist the way that you're feeling, because in a way, like, even in the with the Alien movies, I mean, you're watching something be motherly in a mm -hmm. really twisted way, mm -hmm. but it makes you sympathize for that character. Like, I chose not to kill the Rachni mm -hmm. queen. Because I was like, she's she's literally just defending her she's doing children. She's, yeah. yeah, she's a mother. But in the way that it's presented, you feel twisted for having done it, and yeah. it's like I it's, that's Mass Effect three, isn't it? It's, it's, the Ragnar Queen comes back in three. She yeah, comes okay. back in clean. If you didn't, if you, you didn't can run kill away, her. right? You can run away from her. You don't have to kill her in that one either, do you? No. Oh, you know what? You're right. Away. Because in three. Yeah, she's being controlled by the Reapers. Right. right. And exactly. you can either free her again. Or you can That's leave right, her and there. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it, originally, in the second one, is when you first encounter her, yeah. and you're like given the decision to either let her go or kill her. Mm -hmm. And I, I mean, but you do. You feel like like that maternal like tug. Like she's literally just doing what she's supposed to. And in an Alien, it's the same way. I mean, just like mm -hmm. giving birth to children through hor horrifying means. But it like plays at those emotions and I don't know I, and that's interesting too like to see what the male horror side of it is and maybe it, it literally just is the fact that they have like this horrible I don't, don't want to say it that way but like men are always portrayed as seeing a woman giving birth and fainting because it's the most horrifying sure. thing they've ever mm -hmm. seen right. you know what I mean so oh my God, it's like, yeah it's a perpetuation of that like, <laughs> of that male understanding that they should be scared of Female reproduction, yeah. a female reproduction, not right. only not only being afraid of the of the act of giving birth, yeah, but of everything that of comes everything along that with, comes it. with it, yeah, yeah. absolutely, one hundred percent. That's pretty interesting. Boom. Good question. That was a that was great a question. question. Yeah, we need more questions. <laughs> I know. How about more smart people? Yeah. Oh, I dropped my phone. That's okay. That's cool. That's cool. All right, so this week um, we had deals for broke ass gamers. There's one. Huh. I put a couple of things. Oh, did you? Um, yeah. Well, on Steam, there's the there's there's still no Steam summer sale. What the hell, Steam? Yeah, Steam. And the natives are getting a bit restless, mm -hmm. and they're even resorting to doing hostage videos. Yeah. But the midweek sale is uh, Dungeon Defenders um, and some of the DLC even for like 60% off. So you can get Dungeon Defenders um, along with the Steam Workshop stuff so you can build your own levels for $5.09 until uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah. 
ahead is tomorrow. Wow. Ten o'clock. Um, since was it ten o'clock Pacific time? Mm-hmm. Tomorrow, um, ten a.m. That is. Uh, good old games actually has some pretty good stuff. If you are waiting for Torchlight two and haven't bought Torchlight yet, um, you can get forty percent off Torchlight on Good Old Games. Sixty hmm. percent um, off the Chronicles of Riddick. And 60% off the Alan Wake series. So it's Alan Wake and Alan Wake the American Nightmare. Hmm. Why are you laughing? You don't like Alan Wake? No, I'm not laughing. <laughs> she's laughing. I know, she's laughing. <laughs> I liked Alan Wake. I have nothing I like against Alan Wake. 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 Lake. I like it too. It was interesting. Give me nightmares, actually. Um. <laughs> not difficult to do, though. Um. And this isn't exactly a deal, but the newest DLC that's coming out for Mass Effect 3, Earth, Mm -hmm. is going to be free. Oh, nice. Yay. That I didn't know. I knew it was coming out. I didn't know it was going to be free. Yep. They just announced that it's going to be free. Yay. Free Mass Effect 3 demo. No, you can't beat that. You you can't. I love free stuff. God, and they do do great demo, or DLC for the series. Mm -hmm. It's always, I'm always so satisfied with their DLC packs. Yeah. (laughs) And hopefully the Steam sale will be starting soon. That'll so be nice. We're going to do our own hostage video. <laughs> we're going to do our own. Oh, we do NYMG hostage video. <laughs> hostage video. Um, for the Steam sale. All right. On that note. On that note. Woo. Uh, that is. <laughs> That's the note. <laughs> yeah, that note. Right Woo. there, right there. Woo. There's caffeinated. The, I'm caffeinated. That's another episode of uh, that's episode 38 of the Not Your Mama's Gamer podcast. 90% less rape. The, yeah, we 90% less rape. <laughs> 90% less rape. <laughs> Woo. Um, so until next time, folks, uh, stay cool. Stay inside. Inside. <laughs> Just don't go outside. <laughs> and as always, game on. Game on. Game on.